On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we're going to ask some very important questions like, was Dante hot? And, hey, Death, hey. And Diana had a rough time with the Hellhound quiz. How will you do? Let's do this. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 10 of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. I'm Liz. And this week we're talking Abandon All Hope. Do it. Abandon it. Hope is worthless. That's, thanks for that, that bit dark? of uh, motivational speaking for the week. Yeehaw! <laughs> Liz, well, a little like, ray of sunshine. Yeah, pretty much. That is my, my point in life is to bring joy and happiness to all the people. Look, if you don't have any hope, you don't expect anything, then when good things happen, like it's really good. And then if bad things happen, it doesn't matter because you're already kind of like not expecting anything. Is that the rule of like low expectations? Is that what we call that? Where you're like, ha- expectations like very quote, low. You can't be disappointed. Kelly, yeah. You know, happiness can be found in three words. Lower your standards. I mean... <laughs> Cheers to that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, so this week we, uh, Twin Temple came to Austin and that was great. We saw, uh, them play with Bridge City Centers. And so that was really f- nice to finally go see a band in Austin, which does not happen that often because although Austin is billed as the live music capital of the world, it's not. <laughs> it's just not anymore Austin is not what it used to be so uh, that, but that was very exciting it was a great show and then this weekend I just caught up on sleep and Marvel so I finally got through all of She-Hulk well I was doing a whole entire Marvel rewatch because yeah. after a while you start forgetting things that happened and I was like okay I need to go back and like read just go through things in the timeline and Disney plus does have the option where it's already arranged in timeline order. So you can go through. Mm. Yeah. So you can go through like everything. Yes. And all the movies and the TV shows and the shorts. There are some things that I may have opted to not rewatch, which is fine. And, but she Hulk is so good. Uh, Pretty much. If you don't like it, it's probably because you have a penis, but it is written just from my, you know, the, the point of view of me. Is what it feels like. Is it's really aims really well at successful middle aged women who have to put up with a lot of shit. Like it's just, it's made for us. I really like it. And then I finally got to watch Thor, and it was fantastic and delightful. And probably going to rewatch it. So that is what. And now just getting ready because it's Tuesday, October eleventh, while we're taping this, which means in Mm -hmm. two days. The Winchesters is on, so we I get some I get some more supernatural. Oh, so when our, when our episode when this episode goes live, that's the same day that morning when this our episode, episode drops, drops, and that night the show is on. It's on, and I so can't excited. watch it. 
I will what I'm going I will watch it via the first few episodes and then I will circle back with you and then give oh, you the opinion. Concerns. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I did send you that the tweet that was like my favorite tweet of what I saw of uh oh, the yeah. uh grandpa uh grandpa Winchester what the fuck is his first name I can't remember right now mm-hmm. but and it was like oh it was like his his age when he was in Supernatural in 1973. <laughs> Yeah, Sam Samuel Campbell. Samuel Campbell. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and in the show, he looks like about 40 years younger. Yeah. It it's the Dumbledore year. effect. It's like what it's, happened in, the, that's what we'll call that. It was a rough year, man. It was a rough year for the Campbells. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, oh, that's fun stuff. Yeah. Um, we actually had some fairly quiet time and did like adult things. Like I did some crafting and like, bought a new oven which is exciting but not uh and um we've been buying, watching like in your middle in when you're I, middle no, age buying a new appliance is very exciting it's yeah it's one of the highlights of your year it's a very rare it's, and it's magical true. thing and you feel like a grown-up yeah and i'm gonna be so excited to bake this year oh. I do my holiday baking every year and it's a big deal and I've had to fight with my oven for the last two years and this year I won't it's very exciting and then um we've been watching uh welcome to Wrexham which um for those I think we've been I've alluded to it before but babe is a soccer fan he likes premier league soccer specifically arsenal is his team I one year I did root for I picked a team and rooted for them and I intentionally picked a terrible team just so every time they lost I could go they were robbed not that I actually watched regularly but it just entertained me um i i have trouble watching full soccer games not my jam i don't knock people for liking sports i like american football it's okay uh but we um we're watching that and i've been super freaking enjoying welcome to Wrexham. just even if you're not a soccer fan they've done some cool history episode um talk about some of the culture around soccer and then uh if rob mackle if you didn't like rob mackle and um ryan reynolds before you will adore them they are so likable and hilarious that's my summary and my pitch but also i mean it's, the fact it's that nice, you keep calling it soccer is kind of killing me but wow. okay and like in their 30 minute episodes which i always appreciate sometimes well i say always so every show is an hour long it feels like anymore sometimes i need a 30 minute fucking show fair so um but yeah so that's been a uh, our excitement around here we're just trucking along trucking along in the Getting spooky season spooky season is here and we're excited i'm sure we'll do something fun i was looking at these little bat headbands because i wanted to like mm. wear to have bats on but then i was like well the with the headphones i don't know if that'll work so now i'm considering making bat wings that go on my headphones <laughs> i got my spooky nails I got my spooky teeth, not in. You got your slam. You've got your slamming vampire teeth, and that I is did. exciting. That that is top news. Diana got new vampire teeth. I did. I'm pretty excited. I'll be sure to share with y'all. Uh, but yeah, just getting ready for spooky times. House is decorated. I got a picture of that too. Outside, my house is decorated for Halloween. Year round. I know. <laughs> I, I may move, oh. like, something from, like, a secondary shelf to, like, to oh, this primary. witch can live here now, maybe. Yeah. But the witches kind of live year-round here. Yeah. 
Yep. And I think the when uh, the my maids came this morning, I think one of them said happy Halloween because I have the stay for a spell, which like <laughs> and welcome Matt. And I think she thought it was there for Halloween. And it's like that's gonna be there too. Happy Halloween. <laughs> yep, yep. And then my neighbor, she actually does go all out, which is pretty great for a muggle. Like she just <laughs> She's got, you know, some like legs buried in the ground and some cement and some like tombstones and stuff. And she said she did it for her grandchildren. So whatever, I get to see some witch legs and yeah. good for me. Yeah. She did it for you too, damn it. She did. She did. All right. Are we ready to talk yeah, about talk abandoned about all hope? So this episode, like we said, this is season, this is not season 10. It is season five, episode 10. So we're getting almost halfway through the season. This first aired November 19th, 2009. It was directed by Phil and was written by Ben Edlund. So we have, you know, some pretty big meat behind this. The title is a reference to a line of Dante's Inferno, and that is written over the gates of hell, and it says, Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. From the mm-hmm. uplifting person of Dante. Yeah. I bet Dante was fucking hot. I'm just pretty Triple. sure. Like, you know, he was like probably all like dark and gloomy and like he knew all these things about like hell. Like, yeah, I bet he was I bet he was smoking. Liz wants to bang Dante. Oh uh, well, we'll find a picture and we'll find out. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna talk about someone else who Liz wants to bang in a minute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Ooh. we start off with a limo, right? Well, we get this very like aerial shot of Many crossover paths that give me anxiety attacks as I'm watching all these cars. All the overpasses. All the overpasses. <sighs> breathe, breathe. You're not going to fly off the overpass. You're not going to fly not. off the overpass. You're not. Um, yeah. And so it's this fancy like limo town car under this under the these overpasses. So, and um, a man gets out and is burying something. Is this a crossroads, perhaps? Sure looks like it. He's got oh. a little shovel. He brought a little spade. Mm-hmm. He has a little hole done. And then a man named Crowley appears. What? Finally get to meet Crowley. Yay! And it's Crowley. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am wearing a my Crowley Hellhound Ale shirt today. Enjoy nice. that view, everybody, of the <laughs> shirt. So, um, pretty much, but yeah, I'm very, very excited. Diana finally gets to to meet Mr. Crowley. Yes, yep. And um, our gentleman who was burying something expect was expecting a pretty young girl, and uh, that knew that his deal his deal would be sealed with a kiss. So he is not fucking stoked about Crowley being there, which is kind of funny. Um, and Crowley's like, yeah, no, um. It's a big deal. So yeah, I need to be, you know, I need to be here. And uh, it's pretty like, there's like a nice little exchange here um, about this man's homophobia and uh, to get this deal, he's going to have to kiss Crowley. So yep. and to, it basically it's for a bank bailout because he is, yeah. he, he is a old white man who needs a bailout. Yeah. And of 
sadly does not want to kiss Crowley and you've I don't care like what gender you are preference like why would you not want to kiss this man like I don't understand that so but it's just like yeah kiss him and I also just kind of really enjoy watching this type of man get put in this situation and squirm squirm through it like yeah motherfucker make out with him huh well on that note uh we figure out that castiel is watching this all go down and he is on the phone and talking about got him he's making a deal it's going down it's pretty funny and dean calls him huggy bear which i also appreciate that reference and then mr pendleton is just like damn you and i think that's because he really liked kissing him (sighs) sure that's your interpretation also Um, if i had a soul to sell does that mean mm. i get to make out with crowley i'd be willing to like throw that out there noted Noted. yeah crowley's like enjoy the obscene wealth see you in 10 years (laughs) oh uh but yeah so now we know basically that castiel is following crowley and that's where this and so he oversaw this deal go down and so castiel follows crowley to this building which is covered in enochian sigils so he can't get in he cannot get in so he calls at all. for backup. And we cut to this wonderful scene of Crowley making himself a drink while he wonderful. watches N- N- Nuremberg footage. Yeah. I think it's Nuremberg. I don't know. It's some Nazi shit. So he's just he's watching, watching Nazi propaganda films, it looked like. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's what he's just doing while. Uh, I think everybody <laughs> plays the fools in the background right now. By the main ingredient. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Love that song. It is also kind of perfect for him. Yeah. So um, we see, though, a attractive young blonde lady approach the gate. Who is this in this little black dress? It's Joe. What? She's like, my car broke down. I need some help. And security's like, sure, we can help you, miss. They're real creepy about it. Yeah. They're real rapey. There's like, yep, nope, nope, you can't go anywhere. You're coming in with us. And then they get stabbed by Sam. And that was very satisfying. Because they're demons. Right. They're They're not just rapey security guards. They were rapey demons. Yep. Just gross. Just gross. Um, So now we know that the team is all on on the site, right? We've got Sam, we've got Dean, and we've got Joe all there. And we see the power cuts off to the house and Crowley's like, motherfucker. So he goes to investigate what's going on. And he's like, he senses obviously who's there or figured it out. Whatevs. Like, so the Hardy boys finally found me. He doesn't sound like that at all. No, he does not. No, it was much, it was much sexier than that. And he's also just way too smart for their demon trap that they tried to put on the rug. And he's just very rightfully pissed off that they ruined a very expensive rug. I mean, rugs are expensive. Even rugs like are expensive. expensive rugs and are expensive. I don't understand why rugs are expensive. This is a stupid thing Very to cost expensive. that much money. Like, they cost way more money than they should. I just, mm-hmm. I don't understand it. I don't. And, like, mm-hmm. why are you spending that much money for something that's just inevitably going to get fucked up? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Go with the hardwood floor. All right. So, <laughs> Dean and Sam end up getting cornered by some demon thugs. Right. And um, security, yeah, security grabs him from behind, and Crowley's got the cult because he knows that that's what they're there for. So he points it at them, 
And then he shoots his security guys. What the fuck? I literally wrote, whoa. I wrote that. W-H-O. Whoa. Whoa, dude. And so, I was not high. Yeah. Um, and the boys are very, very confused about this. Yeah. And he's just like, we need to talk. So, And Sam um, just gets like the dumbest look on his face. It's just like. Yeah. It's like, it's really like, oh, oh. Um, but basically, Crowley tells him that no one's supposed to have known that the cult exists. That's the whole thing. So he's like, look, I want you to take it to Lucifer and empty it in his face. Huh. That's confusing, too, because that is not what anybody expected him to say. So yep. Dean is very suspicious of this shit, rightfully so. And Crowley goes on to explain to them that it's all about survival. He's like, look, um, you know, and that calls them functioning morons, which was funny. Um, but basically, like, look, Lucifer is an angel, not a demon. He fucking hates humans. Okay, so what does he think of demons if he hates humans? Because demons are lower than humans. So they're just servants and cannon fodder. So after he ex eliminates humans, what's going to happen to the fucking demons? He's going to exterminate them next. So what's his best bet? Get rid of Lucifer now. He wants to keep the status quo best he can. And it's what it is. It's a power play. Yeah. He wants to go back to simple times. No, he just wants to keep being really, you know, the king of the crossroads. So, right. and when he calls them morons, it's also in a very great way. Because the bear pretty much just like, you know, what do we do if you fuck up? And he's like, how about you don't fuck it up, dude? Like, so good. And he nags the shit out of them, which I also like. You know, I really am a good fan of this. You know, just like, I'm going to make you feel bad about yourself. So you want me more? Yeah, I get you, Crowley. All right. So we're going to cut from there to bobby's oh. house and there is a plethora of shots just lined up so many shots and apparently it's castiel and ellen doing shots yeah so ellen and Cass are doing shots and Cass, because he's an angel really can't get that fucked up we've talked about no. this before so he just downs but also like even if you're not getting fucked up like that just seems like it would be harsh on poor jimmy's stomach of you though it's not jimmy anymore do your does your stomach still like you've got to process this out there's something about the angel thing that i don't understand and that's does does cast poop so I'm not, like that or pee, right? He doesn't eat, but he's clearly drinking a bunch of liquor. So where does it go? Yeah, that if he doesn't eat, but then how how does Jimmy's body sustain itself if there's no nutrients? Anyways, there's questions here that are unanswered. I don't get it. But Ellen is very impressed by this, and Cass is just like, maybe I'm getting buzzed. Maybe, maybe, maybe. after a bunch of shots in a row. Yeah. And Joe's hanging out, just sipping a beer. Sam and Dean are talking and they're, you know, Dean is super fucking amused that Sam is having trust issues with a demon, which is just a good little jab. Yep. Yep. Um, but they're talking about what Crowley said. And Dean's like, look, a trap, if it's a trap or not, we've got a snowball's chance you know, if we've got a snowball's chance, we have to take this chance. We have to try whether it's a trap or it's not a trap, because if we know where the devil's going to be, when he's going to be there and we have a weapon, why would we not fucking try? 
Right. You know, the the biggest failure is not trying at all. So I've heard. So I've heard. Something like that. And But Sam is also just like, look, we need to do this together. Because Dean thinks that like, he should. No, we need should, to separate. Yeah, they should, he should send the vessel as far away as possible, which also makes sense. But Sam thinks, no, we have to learn from our mistakes and we're better off together. I don't believe that. I think that's stupid. But then Dean also gets distracted by Joe's ass. Yeah, which is also a stupid idea. It is a stupid idea, but a fine ass that they were focusing on. It was lovely. It was. So Dean does go attempt to hit on good old Joe. And she's in a misfit shirt. Oh, I missed it. How did I miss that? Dang. Um, so he's doing the big mission tomorrow. Time to eat, drink, and be merry. She's like, are you giving me the last night on Earth speech? And he's like, if I was, would it work? And she leans in. And you think she's going to kiss him. And you think she might kiss him. And she said, no, if it's my last night, I'm going to spend it with my self-respect. Ouch, Joe. Ouch, Oof. that was a burn. Oof. And silly. Because... You should have banged him. What is wrong with you? What, like, there's liquor there. Like, you're off to go fight the devil. Yeah, you do it. Yeah. Yeah. I like yep, Dean's yep. response, though, is if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, so, oh. Bobby gets everybody to take this group photo together. Yeah. And so sweet. You have to, that's, that's like me in the group. I'm always like, everybody get together. We're taking a picture. Yes, you do that. I do. It's a lot. A lot. I know. So. Well, I won't apologize. Then Cass just like bums it out. And he was like, yep. So this is our last sight on earth. And everyone just kind of realizes it. And then you see everyone processing it right when the camera takes off, which I think is better than cheese. I think that's like the equivalent of what if I ran and kicked you all in the shins right before like the camera, the timer went off just so I could capture that expression. And it was a really cool old Pentax film camera with a flashbulb. And I have one of those flashbulb containers at my house, which is pretty cool. That was my dad's. And in the background of this whole scene, we have Santana Oyo Como Va playing. Chorizo. How do you, that's just a song that's like a, got a good vibe. Um, all right. So... Unless you grew up in San Antonio and you heard that song. Too much. Oh no, it's overplayed. Don't get me wrong. I oh, I really do not like hearing that song. So, but I, I do like the vibe of it. So, we're cutting to the land where the cell phone service has once again died. No matter how far you hang your your hand outside of your car with your cell phone, you will not pick up a signal. What would you do if you were? I don't understand. Do you just like leave the car there and then do you lean out and like talk on the phone? Like, as what, what I, difference I is putting your hand outside of the car? Whatever. Carthage, Missouri. Carthage, Missouri. And there are missing, missing posters everywhere. Yeah. There is a giant billboard that says anti-God is anti-American, but that is also right next to a sign that advertises adult videos. Get your patriotism a, and your porn. Yeah. So you've got, um, it's a super quiet street. You can tell like it's raining a little bit. There's no one on the street. Like everywhere looks closed. It's sketch. Super sus is what the kids would say these days. The kids would say it is sus. Sus. Um, so uh, we see, have Ellen and Joe pull up next to the brothers and they've got Castiel in the car with them. 
And they're like, yeah, everything's fucking empty. What the fuck? And so Sam and Dean are like, we're going to go to the police department because they'll, maybe they'll know what the fuck's going on. And Ellen, Joe, and Cassiel are like, yeah, we're just going to get out of the car and wander around in this sketchy-ass street because that seems like a great plan. But they get out and Cassiel's like, oh, no, no, it's not empty, which is even creepier, by the way. Because if you're standing there with somebody and they're and you're like, man, this street's fucking empty. Where the fuck is everybody? And they're like, it's not empty. It's full of fucking reapers. That's and not just reapers. It's fucking old man reapers. <laughs> so, and Cass is just like, he can see them everywhere. And why they went back with this trope when before we had already established that reapers can be like Tess and, you know, be attractive young women or just anything not an a, a creepy old maybe, man maybe they didn't invite the cute ones they only invited the creepy old ones to this gathering. maybe like the new ones were like we are tired of this death shit and we're t- we, d- we don't want to come to your corporate sing-along because that is as we're going to find out is we'll get to like this is going to be a corporate sing-along so yeah, yeah. and he follows what into a building and oops oopsies Guess what? Now he's stuck in a circle. ring of fire. <laughs> down, down, down. Um. Anyways, but guess who it is? It's all we hear is "Hello, brother." At this point, and we'll it's find out. yes, but we all know it's Lucifer. I mean, yeah, I can tell I mean, it's Mark in his voice. Yeah. We yeah. we all know it's him. And no, oh fuck! Now you're in it. But how did he get, I don't know. So somehow he magically set off the ring of fire. And so he's in his special holy oil that I guess Lucifer also went to the Holy Land (laughs) and found a hipster selling that farmer's market, the hipster farmer's market, where all the angels these days are just buying him out of all of his special oil. It might be a really great, great market maybe do you think that he's just like in the back it's just like that like really shitty like supermarket olive oil that doesn't have like a lid on it and he just keeps putting like putting in there like oh no it's special holy oil and it like this entire time like it's not actually keeping them in it uh anyway so he's stuck in holy oil town's full of reapers and lucifer's vessel it's kind of gross yeah, Lucifer's vessel is not taking being a vessel well. He's got some some sores going. There, some, some, some sores. sores going, some veiny things going on under his scabby skin. Stuff. Scabby stuff. Scabby scabbies. It's not cute. It's not a good look. It's not. It's really not. a very effective makeup but while you know this is affecting his skin and possibly his nighttime regime it is not affecting his ability to evil monologue that is quite is quite fine (sighs) yeah and so he goes on his tangent now before he goes on tangent i'll note at this point also all of our our hunters have reconvened and realized that they don't know where the fuck castiel is and they're like not thrilled about this so and the police department was empty. So we still don't have any, they don't have any fucking answers about the city. All we know is that Castiel now has to listen to this fucking monologue. Yep, so Cass <laughs> is like, wait, this is God probably damn. why like angels put each other in rings of fire so they can monologue at them. Like you can't go anywhere. Like, oh, man. fuck. That is accurate. Anyways, um, he's like, so Lucifer though tries to, you know, 
imply that him and Cass have a lot in common by, you know, look, we, you know, we both rebelled, we were both cast out. And if, if Lucifer gets killed, well, then who's next on the enemy list for the angels? Obviously, it's going to be Cass. So he should serve his own interests and help Lucifer. Duh. Which is a really kind of a convoluted way to get to that but whatever um but Cass we get Cass's little loyalty and he goes he loves his little monkeys he said I'll die first oh so cute and we get kept back to the hunting party and they all have sawed off shotguns for some reason why not that was all the weapon of choice for this this all of them so I I get to see then they all stood around trunk and I'm assuming the Cherokee or whatever Ellen was driving had like the same similar thing in the back and they're just like so what do we take and they're like the tiny guns that don't hold a lot well just yeah Sure, that was a weird choice, but they all and they all got the same weapon, which I'm like, that's a weird choice. And for too. demons, oh, right? Like, so I don't know, I don't, I don't know how I feel about their weapon choice. Yeah. But speaking yeah, of demons, it's Here. Meg, it's Meg, that it's bitch Meg. Meg. It's Meg. Yeah. and she's not alone. She is not. She's got something she... in the in the in the puddle next to her. We see something shuffling around she brought puppies (laughs) hell puppies yay yay little hell puppies oh my god uh yeah she's got hellhounds ruh row. dean's gonna have a little bit of ptsd and she kind of jabs him about it yeah and she tells him that lucifer wants to meet them and then dean shoots a puppy no don't shoot the puppy yeah yeah so then all the puppies chase them Invisible puppies are just right after them. It's kind of hard to run away from things that are invisible. It is. I don't want to be chased by invisible mean puppies. Um, But unfortunately, Dean gets knocked down by one. So Joe stops to help him. Of course. Uh, And they're shooting and it's invisible. And then Dean gets up, but then Joe gets attacked and she gets, she gets bit real bad. She gets mauled. She gets mauled. Very bad. Her belly, her her innards and her stomach region are not good. They're not where they're supposed to be. No, no, they're coming out of her, which is never a good place to be. And so they escape escape into a very convenient hardware store. So convenient. That just happened to be prepping for the winter. I guess they get snow in Missouri. And they do, do. yeah. I, I didn't look up where in Missouri Carthage is, but I went to basic training in fucking Missouri, and we got a lot of snow. Yeah, in the Ozark, or is it the yes Ozarks? Yeah, sure, sure. Geography, a lot of fucking yay. Snow. This this Texan was shoveling snow with a broom at, for the army. Thank you very much. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Anyways, um, yeah. So they've got lots of rock salt, convenient at this moment in time, and chains. Very also convenient. Yes. But Joe is not good. Not good. She's she not is, doing well. No, she's lost a shit ton of blood and she's going into shock. Yep. For sure. She's getting pale. Yeah. And you can tell Ellen's trying to take care of her, but um, when Dean and Sam are trying to talk about how she is, it's all they can exchange is a look, basically. They came and talk about it. So, but they also know that Lucifer is in town. So this is their fucking shot. So they've got to figure out a plan. With or without Joe. Gotta have a plan, man. Gotta have a plan. 
So we cut to Bobby's, and he's listening to a radio? Well, he's got his radio on, but he was also trying to call them and was unsuccessful because, as we know, there's no fucking cell signal. But luckily, in this hardware store, they did have a radio system, and Dean was able to get the radio working and calls Bobby on that. Very and convenient. Very and convenient. he calls him KC5 Fox Delta Oscar. I couldn't make anything hmm. up out of those acronyms, those those letters. Is this KC Fox? Yeah, no. FDO, no. KC FDO, no. I don't know. Don't know. I feel like it should. It probably stands for something, but I did not see probably. anything. So Dean yeah, tells Bobby so that it's Joe is not okay. Not good. Yeah, that's not not so good. But he's like, Bobby's like, so what's next? And uh, Dean has got to pull himself together because he wasn't ready to answer that. And he's got to refocus as the good little soldier he is and get, get figure out back on the mission instead of thinking about Joe. So they start talking about like dozens of Reapers and Bobby's like, oh, Bobby's reading the Bible and some other books. And he's like, uh, no, this is, sounds like death, son. It's a ritual to unleash death. Death. <laughs> The horseman. But the dozens of Reapers thing, that came because Ellen said, by the way Cass's eyes were looking at things, she thought there must have been about a dozen. What? I don't know. What? How? What? I don't know. But so, yeah, he's got, Bobby has his fancy marked up Bible and this other quite illustrated book. So he's reading up Mm -hmm. on the Battle of Carthage and the battle of carthage is actually a real thing it was like the first battle like first real battle of the civil war and it happened in carthage missouri and 7100 people fought in it and um they they think about it, about 6000 of those were on the the confederate side and 1100 were on the union it was estimated that 244 people out of those died 200 on the confederate side and 44 on the union so i just thought that was interesting that this is actually an actual yeah. Because he said, you know, Bobby said that it was the Battle of Hellhole. And I wanted to see if it really was the Battle of Hellhole. I didn't see that. But, but it was, it was a, a battle. battle. It was a big battle. <clears throat> so they're they're now realizing the Pale Rider in the flesh could be attempting to make an appearance at William Jasper's farm. So... um so we cut to um, Meg. And she's with Lucifer and with um, Castiel. And Lucifer is progressively looking worse, I feel like, in this episode, too. Or just the lighting does it really well. But they're uh, yellowing him out a lot. Yeah. And she's like, she's all excited because the Winchesters are pinned down in the hardware store. And he's like, yeah, okay, leave him alone there. But we see. Castiel is obviously up to something because he is looking at some pipes along the ceiling. Ooh. Maybe ooh. he has a plan. <gasps> Maybe so. So, um, back in the hardware store, Sam and Dean are like, okay, we know where the devil's going to be, when he's going to be there, and we got the fucking cult. Ellen's still trying to help Joe. And it is looking not, no, no improvements whatsoever in that, in that regard. So 
they're talking about how they have to get past the hellhounds to get Joe and Ellen out of town. And they're about to make a stretcher. And then Joe, Joe, Joe puts her foot down. This is where it gets sad. Yeah, it gets very, very dark, very fast. I cried. Yeah, yeah, I cry too, all the time. Every time I watch it, I cry. So, basically, she just says, you know, I'm dying and I want to go out with a bang. A literal bang. Hey. Um, and, but yeah, she's like, I can't move my legs. I can't be moved. So, uh, let's get our priorities straight. Let's fucking do this. And Ellen's upset about it, but Joe's like, uh, no, let's, we, I can't, I can't do it. Let's, I can't walk. Let's fucking figure it out. So get the propane, get the rock salt, get the iron nails because we're in a fucking hardware store. Let's make a big ass bomb. Let's make lots of dirty bombs. Lots of bombs. Yeah. So there we go. Um, she's like, look, once the hellhounds have our scent, they're going to keep coming after us. So we will build all these fucking bombs and then I will hold the detonator we'll open the door while the brothers run out and then when the towns run for me I will set off the bombs and we'll take out a bunch of them that's the plan that is it's the actually plan. a decent plan if you've got like that kind of a situation it's not good but anyways um, so they start bomb making they do they start bomb making then we get a very touching moment between Dean and Joe. Well, yeah. First, it was Sam has a very delicate goodbye and with no words. And then Dean's handing her the trigger and, and says, I'll see you on the other side probably sooner than later. And she says, make it later. But then he leans down and kisses her on the forehead. And then leans back and then tenderly kisses her on the mouth. Am I making it bad for you? <laughs> I don't like it. Use the word tenderly. Dude. I don't like what? ew. Gross. What? <laughs> Kissing tenderly is gross. Oh. So <laughs> gross. Alright, and so but this is where like this is where I first start getting something in my eye. Oh yeah. Then... My notes are in all caps say this is super sad. Now it's Ellen's turn. I'm crying. That's literally what I wrote down. <laughs> like, oh my god. <sighs> very exciting so yeah ellen goes to say her goodbye to joe or so we think but no she decided that she has to stay because someone has to let the hounds in and joe can't so both ellen and joe are sacrificing themselves not one, but both. Both. We're losing both of them. Oh, so sad. So she tells them to go and don't miss. Well, and she tells Dean to kick it in the ass. And so kick it in the ass was actually a phrase that Kim Manners used to say. And he would say it on the set all the time. So this was actually the idea from one of the cameramen, uh, Brad, 
who went to uh to ellen or the actress playing ellen uh, samantha and basically he like he came up to her like quietly and he's like before they shot the piece and so she says you know where you say goodbye to dean instead when you say turn around and say don't miss say one where you say kick it in the ass it was just supposed to be dean don't miss so they did both they put both in people started crying and it was just a very touching tribute to kim manners which i think is really really sweet and also probably helped with how emotional everybody was during the scene and apparently they were all very emotional uh, while this was filming and all the things that are happening during this yeah understandably i mean geez so we get um ellen unchains the door turns on the gas we got Sam and Dean are out. They're fucking hauling ass already. Um, and then Ellen tells Joe that she'll always love her, but Joe's already dead. She's already gone. She's already gone. And the hounds enter the store. And Ellen They're just waits. making a mess, too. They're just they knocking are. shit off. I'm like, are you sure these aren't invisible cats? Because they're just <laughs> knocking things off the shelves right and left. And that is much more of a cat thing than an invisible dog. It's true. And she waits until they get close enough so she can feel their breath in her hair. I, hold on. Dog breath is bad. Imagine hellhound breath. Ugh. And she says, you... You can go straight back to hell, you ugly bitch. Kaboom. Kaboom. And then the store explodes. Ah! Mm -hmm. And all the hellhounds are gone. So, let's lighten the mood a little bit. Because we're going to have to deal with Ellen and Joe dying at some point. But we we can put it off. And... Let's talk about hellhounds because they are puppies and we love puppies. I don't care if you're a pup, like, you know, maybe it's just the owners are bad and hellhounds are fine and it's just how they're being trained and maybe they're super sweet, but they're also everywhere. They're, they have been in pop culture for a very long time and we're going to talk about that. We're actually, I'm going to quiz Diana about hellhounds in oh, no. pop culture. Well, some of it's pop, some of it's, some of it's history. So okay. we didn't get some historical hellhound questions. Oh, all right. All right. Oh. oh, so your first question. You ready? In Gerdes, the German author Gerdes, in his play Faust, Mephistopheles appears to Faust as a hellhound. And this hellhound looks most closely like which breed of dog? Is it A, a bull mastiff, B, a Rottweiler, C, a German Shepherd, or D, a poodle? I'm going to go with mastiff. It is a poodle. Oh. Which I just think is adorable. Can you imagine a little, like, satanic poodle? I mean, standard poodles are badass. I kind of want they're adorable and they're pretty and yeah can you imagine when there's like evil Ooh, yes all right speaking of evil in neil gaiman's and terry pritchett's novel good omens adam aka the antichrist receives mm-hmm. a hellhound companion that he names mm-hmm. what is it a satan b lucy c dog or d beast beast it was dog no it was dog i knew it Oh, I love those that book too. 
And yeah, that book and the television series, so great. Ooh, Nathan's gonna oh, rewatch that soon. Season two's coming. Anyways, go ahead. I'm making a season, right? Yeah. Mm. Okay, I'm just gonna pretend Neil's I did involved, not so hear that. Okay, it'll probably be great, but that. Ah. All right, number three. In arguably one of the best episodes of television ever made, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Prom, which was in season three, if you forgot, Twat Waffle Tucker has raised hellhounds to react to what? Is it A, vampires, B, formal wear, C, cheerleaders, or D, jazz? Vampires? Formal wear. Oh my God, you're doing so bad. Hellhounds are going to come sniffing at your door. I have three. You do, you do. Usually, you should do better. All right, come on, let's redeem yourself here. All right, number four. In the original Ghostbusters, Dana meets a hellhound and later becomes that hellhound. What was that hellhound's name? Was it A. Spot, B. Gozer, C. Zool, or D. Vince Clortho? Zool. Yeah, it was. There Zool. is no Dana, only Zool. There is no Dana, only Zool. Yeah, very good. All right, you got I should one. Have known dog. I'm mad at myself for that one. The other two I can let slide. But it's because I put the beast in there. I knew oh, that I was going to trick you up because I was like trying to think of like the the simple version yeah, of it. All right, number five. In clearly one of the best vampire movies ever made, Lost Boys. The Hellhound Thorn guards which vampire? Is it David? B. Marco, C. Max, or D. Edgar? Marco. No, it was Max. It was Edward Herman. David was Kiefer, Marco was Alex Winter, Max was Ed Herman, and then Edgar was Corey Feldman. Damn it. Yep. Who, by the way, is touring for Halloween on a Lost Boys tour right now. There you go. You're welcome. Or not welcome. <laughs> I did see Corey Feldman act in a Greek tragedy version of Fatal Attraction. And it was a very small theater. It was off Broadway in New York. And he had a giant pimple. And he was really close to me. And the pimple was on his chest. And I just wanted to pop it. So the entire time he was acting. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Fatal Attraction. Him and his band are performing on Halloween in Dallas at a Lost Boys party. Well, that's something to do. It's something to do. Okay. Something to do. This one, I, last I really... one. See if I can get no, more than I, one right. I think I'm going to give you a bonus question because I think you've earned oh, the no. ch- some chances to Terrible. redeem yourself. All right. So next to last one. In the book that may have changed the world, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone or Sorcerer's Stone, depending on what part of the world you live in, the three-headed dog Fluffy was Mm -hmm. likely based on which ancient Greek mythological beast? Was it A, Hydra, B, Cerberus, C, Minotaur, or D, Chimera? I thought it was Cerberus. It is! Hooray! Yeah. Okay, you didn't miss that one. Oh. All right. Now I'm all nervous. Pressure's on. All right, so this will, you will, you will pass. If you get this one right, this will put you into passing. <laughs> you won't fail. All right. So your bonus question. In possibly the best television show ever created, 
what we do in the shadows. What mm. is the name of the hellhound adopted first by Derek and later by Baron and the sire? Is it A, Sheila, B, Aspen, C, Jeff, or D, Carol? Damn it. No. Is it Sheila, Aspen, Jeff, or Carol? It's not Jeff. It's not Jeff. No, it's not Jeff. It's not Jeff. Jeff. Um, Jeff. I'm going to go with Sheila, but... No, Sheila was the siren. Aspen is the dog. Oh, the best the best little hellhound ever uh, he's adorable i know they actually don't say his Man. name that often well that makes me feel but, a little better so they're just terrified of him they're terrified of him except for guillermo yeah. not guillermo not you guillermo not you guillermo i think he has a new movie that just came out on comedy central yeah the, the, what is that there's i wanted to watch it i know it's a it's new a, like it's like a comedy horror thing yeah it looks fun. Yeah, it's like a lot of like fun comic people. known known comic actors. I would yep. say, yeah, in the newer generation mostly. But yeah, that looks fun. There's a lot of fun stuff. Yep. I need to get caught up on Halloween yeah. watching. Yeah, and maybe apparently you I need should. to rewatch some shit because apparently I don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah, yeah. I think you're gonna, you're gonna hear scratching at your door tonight, and you're like. And this is like, like this dog is gonna be it's gonna be fluffy. It's gonna be like Diana. And like one head's just gonna lick you. I have I have like a basically a fluffy in my house with my three dogs. And Kevin looks kind of like fluffy. Kevin definitely looks like a fluffy. He also looks like a fang. So he does. He does. Uh, yeah, I was trying to get him he was he was starting to howl earlier. It was really funny. I'm terrible by encouraging sometimes. Because it's so funny. It is. It's such a cute howl. He doesn't do it often. It's like, oh. And he'll do it along with like trumpets Uh and And other things. And people. You can ramp him up now with just like, whoo. And he'll start doing it with you. Don't give me that power. I'll be there in three (laughs) weeks. Uh, All right. So let's let's get out of our game show mode. Okay. We got the sads. We got the game show. Okay. Now we had to go back. To the sads. So, uh, our Winchester brothers see the fire and they know what it means in the in the um, hardware store. So they're running. They're going back. They've got to refocus on the mission. So they're running through the, to the woods to go to the farm where they know Lucifer will be. And uh, they try to have like some like Sam tries to ask Dean about like last words. And I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> don't don't ask these things. Um, but as they arrive at the farm, they see like all these people standing around watching Lucifer dig. Well, apparently these are the townspeople. Why is Lucifer digging? I don't know. You have an entire, I was like, do you have to like, does it say you have to get sweaty doing this? Because you have a bunch of people who are clearly (laughs) underneath. I bet Meg would dig that hole for you. Like, Hey, Hey bitch Meg. And she'd be like, yes, sir. And start digging motherfucker. Yeah. It just, no, I didn't, I didn't understand that part. Yep. That was weird. Don't get it. But, um, so we see Sam yells, Hey, and just like walks up and says, Oh, you want to see me? (laughs) You want to see me? And Lucifer's like, Oh, you don't need a gun. I never hurt you. Not really. 
but Dean's next to him, and he's got the Colt at Lucifer's head. He goes, oh, yeah? Well, I'd hurt you, so suck it. And pulls the trigger. I do appreciate people telling someone to suck it before you shoot them. <laughs> like, if you got to shoot Hitler, right? Be like, suck it, Hitler. Suck it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Lucifer falls to the ground. But nothing happens. Like, did it work? Did we do it? Do we, is this is it done? Then, then he kind of like sputters and like says "ow" and gets up. No, no, it did not work. And now he's got this very weird brand to his forehead. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be a cool scar. What the fuck? Um, I bet. I I guarantee you, somebody's branded something similar in their forehead. Oh God, Matt. <sighs> Uh, and he's like, uh, where did you get that? He's talking about the that the gun, the cold. And then he hits Dean real hard and flings him into a tree. While he heals his own wound. It's real weird. Yeah, so he's like, he tells Sam, he's like, basically like, yeah, I don't feel too bad. There's like five things in all of creation. That gun can't kill. I'm just one of them. So now I wonder what the other four are. To be clear. I'm assuming God's the other one. One of the five. So we've got God and Lucifer. But there's three other things that it can't kill? What the fuck are they? Oh. It just seems like a missing point. Anyways. Uh, it, and so it, he just goes it, back it to pretty much digging. sets everybody to want that. So, but yeah, so he goes back to digging. Keep digging his hole. And uh, keeps, you know, Sam. Sam's checking on Dean. But Lucifer's still talking. Doesn't really give a fuck about Dean. He's just talking to Sam. He's like, no, what Dean, he's, mo- he's not talking to Sam. He's monowalking again. Well, he's, yeah, he's a monologue and motherfucker. Angels, man, they love a monologue. Love a monologue. So he's like, oh, what, did, what did you just say? Yes, and end this discussion. Well, I think it'll happen in about six months in Detroit. Oof, that was rough. But, well, um, and Sam, Sam goes off. He's like, yeah, no, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'll rip your heart out. And Lucifer's like, we get the, the fucking star wars shit going here he's like yes need that pent-up rage let it flow through you and that what it is like let the hate flow through you that's what it felt like to me okay you didn't get that vibe no but cool i'm not even a star wars fan i mean i don't i don't dislike star wars to be clear i'm not a star wars super fan person i like star I don't give a shit about Star Wars. Anyways, yeah, all right. Whatever. So so Sam's like, what did you do to this town? And so Lucifer continues his fucking monologue. And he's like, one demon for every able-bodied man that killed the rest. And it's awful, but the horsemen are real demanding. And women and children first. So does this mean like opposite of like what you usually, usually you save the women and children first? Instead, he killed the women and children first and then traded all of the able-bodied men with demons? Yes. That's fucked. Yeah. He's Lucifer. <sighs> so, he's just like, I just have to do this. You have to understand that I have to. Right. Have and so father. then he's... Yeah, and he starts Go going off about this on why he uh, and Sam are alike. And we have been uh, seeing this throughout the 
ever since we learned that Dean was a vessel and that Sam was a vessel, that this whole idea that they are, there is a similarity and the symmetry between these, these two. And he starts playing on Sam's, you know, token words. And he's just like, yeah, Michael called me a freak and called me a monster. Not Mm -hmm. the freak word again. Oh no. And beat me down for being different. Oh, yeah, and Lucifer just turns around and resumes his ritual, and uh, the possessed possessed nonsense towns- words. And then the possessed townspeople are chanting with him, and then they all start collapsing and dying. And Sam's just fucking horrified, as he should be. And Lucifer's like, "Oh, they're just demons." <laughs> they all die. They did. Kind of gives a little bit of credence to Crowley's theory, by the way. Yeah. That that could also be something that would sway one that way. So, um, Castiel, we cut back to him, and he's still in his stupid ring of fire, and stupid Meg is still there. Meg's not stupid, but she's a bitch. So, there we go. (laughs) Um, And she's just, like, all, like, she's all fucking cocky. She's like, we're gonna win. We're gonna win. We're gonna win. And then, because Cass cannot not be baited i guess Mm. he has to tell her like no no a demon named crowley told us something different Mm -hmm. why did you tell her that meg don't need to know that no i was like that's a weird flex to share that information because she ain't gonna buy it she ain't gonna flip not meg so but he's able to get um with his angelly powers he's able to get a pipe to break loose and it knocks falls from the ceiling and knocks meg into the circle and Cass grabs her and presses his hand to her forehead and nothing happens no no he what did had, she say what did she had, say liz he had angel dysfunction what did she what does she say like he can't gank demons can't gank he can't demons. gank them also it was made, I think, clear through Meg's dialogue that she also knows Crowley. So right. this is not an unknown entity to her. And basically, she just says, you don't know him. And so mm-hmm. we said, maybe Crowley, the demon, the is crossing? shady? What? what? Well, a demon and now, can be so, shady? Well, I mean, there's so many questions now. Since the cult didn't work... Crowley, so Crowley's made them think that nobody should know about the cult. So that made it seem like he knew a lot about it. But then also the cult didn't fucking work on Lucifer. Though granted, they only put one bullet in him instead of emptying it into his face. Like Lucifer, like that Crowley had encouraged them to do. But then Meg's like a little like, mm, really? I don't think that he really believes that. So there's like all these layers of like, what does Crowley really mean? And is he trustworthy or not? Or is he setting them up or not? Or is it Meg that doesn't believe the right shit? Who knows? A lot of lies here. Who knows? And if you like did empty it into his face and like you made a hole, could he grow the hole back? I don't know. That's why I was like, hmm, maybe. I thought about that afterwards. I was like, well, I guess he could just shift vessels, right? Because that's I don't know. Because yeah, yeah there's yeah, a. But it has to be a willing vessel, and all he had was a bunch of dead bodies with. And then does in he just like hang out like in a corpse? Like what does he do? Uh, 
Mm-hmm. I have no face. And just like, we mm-hmm. <laughs> just this like whole face corpse. <laughs> just go walking around. And mm. so, but it also very much looks like Cass and Meg are going to make out. Like she's just it, like on top of him. And, yeah. and then, but then he's like, what are you going to do? And he throws her down on the ground over the, <laughs> on, over the fire and walks over her body. He made a coat over a puddle just with Meg. Yeah. Oh. I said, damn, Cass. I wonder what the special oil does to a demon. But so mm-hmm. outside the ritual is still happy happening and Cass just shushes everybody. Shh. Shh, Dean. Shh, Dean. The earth is shaking. Lucifer's smirking. And we can tell something is coming out of the ground. And all we see is Lucifer looking up and saying, well, hello, death. Like the way you said it, like, well, hello, death. Hello, death. (laughs) Would you like to subscribe to my annual? Hi. Hi. Hi, death. Hello, death. So, Death, oh. so what's been going on lately with you? Oh my God, Death, you don't even understand. Did you see my skin right now? It's falling off. It is so bad. I just, I need a new face. Can you help me, Death? Can you? Oh my gosh. It's sus. Um, so, yeah, this is not good. No, it's both so, poorly. So now we know there is likely another horseman. Right, because we already faced riding a pale white horse. Yes, we've already faced war, so now we've got death. Yeah, so if you had a pale white horse, what would it be? Oh, for like a car? Well, whatever you want your pale white horse to be. It can be a car. It can be whatever your chariot desires. Oh. I mean, it would be a car. It'll be, I don't know. I think on that. I would think like a boss hog Cadillac convertible with like the long. Yeah, that see, I'm like, that seems appropriate. Like with, with the fucking horns on the front, like you go all out then. But no, maybe not horns, maybe like skull and crossbones instead of the horns. Yeah. Yes. I'm on board with that. See, in my head, I was going like luxury. Like I was in my head. I was like, oh, do you go with the fucking Escalade then? Like, I don't know. You can go in an Escalade or just like a long white limo would also work. Uh, Hummer limo. I don't think that would be appropriate. I'm not sure that would be, it'd be a good thing, but. Is there an Escalade hearse? <laughs> there we go. That seems appropriate. I'm just kidding. Now I want to know if there are. I don't think Cadillac is, still makes hearses, right? Oh, they do. Yeah, no, absolutely. I have sworn up and down a major. I'm sure everybody that knows me knows that I don't give a fuck what anybody says. The hearse, whatever kind of hearse or vehicle there is at my funeral, it must be a goddamn Cadillac. Don't bring me a Lincoln or anything else. No town cars. I love yeah. them. Don't get me wrong. But baby, a fucking Cadillac. That's all I know. My friend, I think, I know it was a vintage hearse. I think it was a Cadillac and hearse, but. Everybody I know that's a divinity. Hearses is Cadillac. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. That was a while ago. And I have, you know, pushed traumatic memories to where they belong. Um, Like you do. Anyway, so we know. Okay, so we've got death. Diana's got to think about what her car is going to be. She'll post that on the Insta. I can't wait to hear her answer. I would just, I think mine would be actually like maybe like a white Shetland pony. 
Ooh, maybe <laughs> some white goats. Some white goats oh. pulling. Uh, that's very pagan of me too, right? So I forget Holy which chariot. goddess had that. Yeah, a, a chariot pulled by white goats. Ooh. Sounds right. And right. maybe screaming goats, like the ones in Thor. Sorry if I spoiled <laughs> that for you, but they're amazing. The screaming goats are, wor- are worth the entire thing. It's, it's so absurd. Okay, sorry. I'm done spoiling no, Marvel movies for everybody. All right. So, although that's like not the plot line, like the, the thing that I would care about. So, anyhow. So, we're going to cut to back to Bummerland, a.k.a. Bobby's house. And the, they didn't clean up the shot glasses. Bobby, you just, you've had a couple like, of days. A couple days. Put them in the sink, days. motherfucker. Like, I know you're in a wheelchair, but you're an able man. Like, yeah. cl- clean, up, clean up your shit, Bobby. Like, I know, like, reading about the Carthage is, I mean, granted, I, I mean, mine would at least be in the sink. In the sink. That's all we're asking for. We're not saying you have to, like, wash them and you put them away. You have to wash them. Just put them in the, the sink. Just drop them in the sink. It's fine. Don't leave glasses. It's weird. <sighs> Bobby. And then, so the radio's yeah. on, and it's saying that there's an update that the governor has declared a state of emergency in multiple cities, including Carthage. And there's been a number of tornadoes, and basically, it's going to shit around Carthage. Also, like we did with Oklahoma, this is Missouri, and that's a Tuesday. Yeah. Anyways, so while that depressingness is happening in Missouri and everything is burning down and tornadoes are swisting cows away, Bobby takes the picture out and then he burns it. Bobby. Yeah, I don't understand this. Like, I was very, very confused by this. Like, wouldn't that mean all the more reason that that picture had more value? Right. Like, that's why we take pictures in a way is to remember people and to remember moments in time and to hold on to those. And this was a very special one. And now, especially that you've lost these people, why the fuck wouldn't you want this picture? I was very distressed. It was very distressful. The only thing, at least there's probably a negative because that was a film oh, camera. Yeah, so at sad. least we can remake it again, take it to the Quickie Max or wherever you can take Bobby takes his photos too. That was just weird. You know, Bobby weird goes move. to like a Quickie Mart. Like oh man, I miss photo the photo booths. Those were so cool. Not the photo booths, the photo stands. The fucking mm-hmm. where everyone's like to... dirty porn pictures got developed by like one guy named Todd. <laughs> I like the local Eckerds. Oh, that was for those that don't know. That was the name of the pharmacies before Walgreens and CVS. Anyways, uh, yeah, I just it was very distracting. I'm like, why did he throw in the fire? Oh, oh my God. so do we have any casting notes or yes? I no? do. Okay, so, so let's go to casting couch. Casting couch. It's the casting couch. Were they on that show that time with that guy? La 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 la. Yes. So this week, since we got to meet our new character for me and for those that are watching the show for the first time, Crowley, played by Mark Shepard, aka Liz's boyfriend. I don't really. I'll be creepy. He's not my boyfriend. He's kind of mean. <laughs> he, well, I kind of like it. 
we do oh. know. Uh, I will tell you many things about Mark Shepard, but but you can go ahead and talk about what you let learned me talk about, about his, him. Let me talk about his um, acting background where you may have seen him before, and then I'll let Liz tell you her experience. Um, so he's been on a gazillion TV shows. He was on an episode of X-Files, one episode of X-Files, but he's been on multiple ongoing characters on 24, Medium, um, Bionic Woman, Battlestar Galactica, Dollhouse, Leverage, um, uh, Walk, and he's going to be, he's been in the first episode of Walker Independence as Hagen, and he'll be on that series, it looks like. And he's currently in Doom Patrol. Yes, I'm sorry, yes, Doom Patrol too. Yeah. So, lots of, lots of, lots of work, um, well, pretty well known in that, in his, Firefly. In his line of work at this point. Oh, yeah. I missed that one. Yeah. It's... Sorry. Oh, yeah. So. Sorry, it was a long list. I was trying to prioritize. So yeah, so uh, you met. I wasn't with you. You went to a con, and you did have the opportunity to meet Mark Shepard with Peggy. If you all haven't seen Peggy, Peggy is our possum puppet friend that oh. has attended events with us, and uh, she likes to party. Peggy does like to party. She has driven the Impala. Yep. Um, she has drank beer. Oh, the back yep. of the Impala. Yep. She's, she's a rebel. I don't have any good. Are you, Peggy? No. So, she Peggy is adorable. And most people, cast members, even the podcast nemesis, Rob Benedict, love Peggy. They love yeah. Peggy. Yeah. I even, so, spoiler for Diana, the person who name, who is coming up playing death called out peggy to meet her like while i was not even paying for a photo he just Aww. he wanted to call me over to meet and talk about peggy because Amazing. i'm a weirdo with a possum puppet and because they're having fun damn it and she's a gimmick uh, also she's just awesome and she's an awesome possum and mark shepherd apparently dislikes possums and he started telling me about killing possums with a shovel and it was very distressing he also asked pressing questions about someone i was in a relationship or sort of relationship with and it's a weird thing to ask somebody at a photo line it's just weird mark it's fucking weird and He's just kind of an arrogant asshole, but in a good way. He's very funny and British. You liked it. You liked it. Of course I liked it. <sighs> so anyways, Mark, if you're ever listening to this, you never will because you think it's stupid. But <gasps> Peggy. <gasps> Peggy, says hi. Peggy says hi. Peggy says hi. I was making pasta noises in the microphone. There. I know. I think those are possible noises. <laughs> is that what you sound like? Uh, anyways. All right. Well, that's all I've got. This was a roller coaster of an episode because I went from super fucking excited okay, so we're, to. We're done with casting notes and. Yes. That was the only. Yeah, that was the big one. So we, you know, we had the super high to start off. We finally get meet Crowley. And so I'm all excited. And then the episode takes a terrible turn. Well, A, it gets real creepy with the fucking Reapers. And then it goes real downhill with losing Joe and Ellen. So RIP Joe and Ellen. Super sad. And then it's kind of turning around because we think the brothers are going to go like succeed in their mission. 
and so you're excited and then it doesn't fucking work and then you're bummed and then fucking death is arriving but we don't know who death is yet so you start it's like the episode really kind of went like up high starts high dives deep down kind of comes back up a little bit and then just kind of like slowly goes down <laughs> like i was like this is a i to be clear it was a very it feels weird to say enjoyable episode because it was so much storyline driven which was really cool to see but you want to talk about a fucking bummersville like you talk you know i've got my yeah. bummersville rating this rate's real high on bummersville right yeah the zero days since bummerland since we had it's, a that sign is now gone well no now it was now it was i think we've been back two episodes zero. since we'd had a trip to bummerland oh, now we're back down to zero so zero episodes bummer i i get like i get you gotta drive the story i'm not knocking it's not like a this was pointless i'm sure there's a reason I guess. I don't know. Did you really have to kill both Joe and Ellen? Whatevs. I'm just saying it, it was it was upsetting. I it's toxic to know the Winchesters. Oh, apparently. It's a bit of a sad. Yep. So that's what I got. Lesson learned. Don't be friends with the Winchesters. Just telling you. It's not going to end well for you unless you're an angel and one of them is in love with you. That'll work. Maybe. Kind of. You're, although you already exploded <sighs> once. So I don't know, but yeah, it's, I love this episode. Well, obviously because Crowley and Mag has some fun things. Yes. And we get, we get things. We start off with just that sense of humor that he brings, which is a very sophisticated, swarthy, swarmy, sexy. Oh, my daddy. Yeah, uh, he's a zaddy, <laughs> definitely a zaddy. But yeah, the Joe and Ellen death, like I cry every fucking time. I know it's going to come. I know it's happening. I know, I, but nope, I cry well, every on. time. It's exceptionally well acted, number one. And there's a very, it's a very like, I think for any young woman trying to be her own woman and their relationship with their mothers tied into that, like it's. There's layers upon layers of like extra sad in here, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things that touch you. A lot you to on, unpack. Yeah. There's a lot to. to unpack. And just see where, does, where do the feelings go? Deep down. Deep down. Shower, down. Deep down. I'm just kidding. This is down. not psychological advice. Anyways. Um, I do not have any sort of medical degree. Shove your feelings down. It's where they belong. Bottle them up. <gasps> and sit on them until they explode and you're just crying in a Kmart I don't know, I don't know if Kmart still exists but you could be crying in one you could mm. you could especially if you watch this episode so but Sam makes a lot of dumb faces in it he does he very like little... overly expressive facial expressions in this one I think it's because he didn't have a lot of lines so there was just she, lots of somebody oh. told him to act with his face which in the facial expressions mm -hmm. not painting over as well in the audio version mm -hmm. of this podcast but mm -hmm. if you go to the YouTube version of it then you can see all the dumb faces that Liz and Diana are making and they're oh, they're pretty good them. yeah yeah mm -hmm. pretty good huh? so oh and yeah. I yeah, mean, I mean, for the boys, I, I feel like this is a lot more about auxiliary characters, which I kind of like. It, so 
Yeah. No, they like while they are like the storyline driven by them completely because it's all about going after Lucifer. Really, the episode was following all of their ancillary characters, which I thought was kind of neat. I think that's a very valid point. I, that I hadn't. I think it's obvious that you've said it, but I hadn't really put it together. So many things to think about with this episode. <laughs> so many. And I think Woo. that we're going to stop thinking about them. And yeah. Call and it. go cry ourselves to sleep. So cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a don't get it production. Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studio Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.